Hello everyone, and welcome back, or thank you for joining us if it's your first time. This is the MindWealth Podcast, and my name is Chelsea. Get ready to sit back, relax, and unwind while we chat about all kinds of things. As the first month of the year is coming to a close, I would like to do a quick roundup of a few things that we can physically do to improve our mental health. Many of us are feeling like we are either just getting started, or that it's all too much, that there's a lot going on, and there aren't enough hours in the day. So, I'm going to re-emphasize that one small step forward is still a step forward mentally. That do-what-you-can mentality. That even just five minutes is enough mentality. This year is your year to build the groundwork to improve your overall mental health through little tweaks and changes. So let's get to it. First off, something near and dear to my heart. Exercise. Well, I didn't start understanding its power when I was a little kid. It was always a part of some sort of physical activity growing up. As I got out of school, I started into my adult life. It took a few falls to realize I needed to get back to it. But why? Why is taking 10 minutes out of our day to work on our physical health something that will boost our mental capacity? Let me give you a few reasons. Cardio. Now I hear you. I hate cardio too. I think it takes a special kind of person to love it, and that ain't me. But there is something about getting yourself in an anaerobic space that allows your brain to work at its best. It has to do with the oxygenation of your prefrontal cortex. What the heck does that mean? It means that when you get your heart pumping with cardiovascular workouts, it increases your ability to execute your executive functioning, or planning and executing tasks. Strength training reduces your stress by biologically bringing down your stress level chemical, cortisol. During strength training, your body also releases endorphins, which is your body's feel-good chemical, and reducing cortisol and increasing endorphins helps reduce both depression and anxiety. Strength training is said to help reduce the amount of anxiety felt by up to 20%. Endorphins, being the feel-good chemical, are the ones that help reduce depressive symptoms by helping your brain see a brighter outlook. So level with me here. How much exercise do I need to do to reap these benefits? Okay, okay, I know it can get overwhelming when thinking about fitting new things into your schedule, but here's the lowdown. According to the CDC, 150 minutes of moderately intensive and two muscle working days a week are what is recommended. What does that mean? It means 2.5 hours of brisk walking or 1.5 hours of running and a couple of weight sessions, which, by the way, can be body weight. Just get moving. And honestly, the truth is, if you can't hit those numbers, that's okay too. Start where you can. Move where you can. The 10-minute walk around your house is better than the walk you didn't do. The body weight dips you did while waiting for your kids to get home from school are better than not doing anything. Any little effort you can put in, do it, and you'll be better off for it. Next up, diet. And we aren't talking about any diet specifically, we're just talking about diet as a term meaning what you eat. That's it. That's all. Your diet is made up of what you consume. How can what you consume change the way we feel? Let's talk about it. We as a people are inundated with diet culture, food pyramids, and what fad is next. Let's break down the reality of what diet should mean to us and how we can use it to help us improve our brains. For a moment, think about your brain like your car. If you give it better quality fuel, you get more horsepower. What you put inside your body to fuel it directly impacts the way that your brain structures and functions, which ultimately determines your mood. When it comes to your brain, 
Things that are highly processed or refined are the worst for your mental capabilities. The more wholesome, nutrient-dense, vitamin and oxidant-rich food that you can eat, the better your brain will run. Why? One of the reasons being your blood brings oxygen all over your body, but in doing so creates waste. This waste is cleaned up by the antioxidant full food you consume. So, you eat nutritious food, you clean your system more frequently, and it works better. Serotonin is another reason to work on eating more effectively for yourself. Now, this doesn't mean you have to go out and purchase the most bougie food you can get. It means you take more time preparing your food and eating things that you've made from those whole ingredients. Okay, but what does that have to do with serotonin? Well, since around 95% of the neurotransmitter is created in your gut, it has a whole lot to do with it. Meaning that there are a lot of nerve cells within your gastrointestinal system, and why a lot of how you feel is dependent on what you're eating. And the amount of serotonin produced is directly correlated to the essential roles of the good bacteria in your gut. Also, we have to point out why the Western diet, which is high in processed foods, is a good 25 to 35% more likely to give you depressive symptoms than a diet that is more rich in unprocessed items, like the Mediterranean or Japanese diet. Again, when we're talking about diet, we're just talking about what you eat. So, next time you're eating, give this a try. As you eat certain foods, really consider how they make you feel in the moment, in the next few hours, and in the next few days, and ponder if your mental health is worth changing things up. Lastly, I would like to talk to you about laughter and your mental health, so I hope you're ready for a terrible joke. I would like you all to know that I excel at sleeping. In fact, I'm so good at it, I can do it with my eyes closed. But for real, laughter is a huge stress reliever in short term, and in the long term, it can actually help boost your immune system. Laughter is linked with positive thoughts and outcomes, and since we already know that negative outlooks can produce negative outcomes, positive ones produce good through the release of neuropeptides. What are neuropeptides, you ask? What do they have to do with my mental health? Good question. Neuropeptides are involved in sending messages throughout our bodies. They can influence our behaviors and our emotional reactions. Even smiling will help you produce these little guys. So, what are a few ways you can keep yourself in a jovial headspace? Start placing things that crack you up around your house. Have a meme or two as a background on your phone, or heck, save an album of them to thumb through when you're feeling a bit down. Walk down the aisle at your local bookstore and take a peek at the latest dad jokes, or pick up a couple greeting cards that give you a good chuckle. Add a little comedy into your show routines, or take a night out to a comedy club. There are all kinds of ways to add laughter into your day. Give it a shot and see how your mental health improves with it. All of this to say, there are a lot of real-life actions that are physical that you can take to help improve your mental health today. So, why not try one or two of them out now? And as always, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I've enjoyed our time together. If you want to join me again for another chat, you can keep your eyes peeled every Wednesday for a new episode. Feel free to follow me at MindWealth on Instagram if you want to get to know me a little bit in the meantime. I'm looking forward to seeing you next week.